0: Today we do have Need Essentials realwatersports.com and of course NVS Fins. Did you go skiing last week? Yeah. Snowboarding?
1: Yeah. Snowboarding yeah. Just stay warm? <laughs> you know what I went snowboarding in Utah and it was friggin cold. It was like five degrees, super cold, that cold front that moved through the country. And thank God I had my Need Essentials puffy jacket. Because I was there toasty, oasty, bros. I was feeling warm. My Where friend in like, Utah? Bryanhead, south yes, southern dude. Utah.
0: How good is Brianhead?
1: It's pretty fun. I mean, what was good about it was the snow, because there was no snow up in northern. there wasn't anything up in Salt Lake. The snow was in southern Utah. So it was like two and a half, three feet of powder and five, ten degrees out. So it was like dusty powder. It was ridiculous. And yeah, I'm a big fan. I've been going to Brianhead since probably 1980.
0: Good for you. That it's such an interesting little town. The way that somebody explained it to me was they thought they were going to be the next Aspen or something, so they they built you know all those condos and all this kind of infrastructure, and it just never quite took off. So, but the benefit for us now is um, last time I went there, I think lift tickets were like 40 bucks in the middle of the week. The mountain's big. There was nobody out. It was nine degrees, like you
1: said, and excellent conditions. Yeah, we didn't have any weights. There were no weights in any lines at all. And it's also really good in the summer for mountain biking. Is it? I've, I'm sort of starting to become a, one of those mountain biker dudes. Wow. Look at for, you,
0: disciplinary.
1: Well, it's for cardio, right? Like I mm-hmm. haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking about pulling the trigger because my buddies were like, yeah, they were talking me into it. Cause I don't like to run. Do you like to run? I don't like to run. I do. Oh, you do. I do.
0: That's yeah. I don't like runner. to, I don't like, I did get into cycling a few years, not road years ago.
1: cycling mountain biking. bike.
0: That thing. might, that might hook me because the road cycling thing, I tried my best and I was like, it takes four hours to get a proper workout in and I don't have that much time.
1: Yeah. I just want to spend an hour and a half cruising through trails and getting yeah. cardio going crazy and also working on my lower body. Cause that's where the chicken legs exist. Leg day. Um, well, shout out to
0: Utah and shout out to neatessentials.com. Oh, yeah. Neatessentialsusa.com if you're here. Yeah. Um, not just for mountains, but for wetsuits as well. I just talked to somebody who got their first neat essentials a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he said he cannot believe that he was spending double the amount of money previously, year after year after year.
1: I know, right? That's kind of, that's, that's kind of the, you know, the thing you hear the most is like, this is an incredibly great wetsuit and it's what a great value it is too, you know? Totally.
0: And we also owe a shout out to realwatersports.com in North Carolina, surfboard retailer. They've got all sorts of everything that you would need beyond surfboards as well, but they do have a 1500 board inventory that they can ship to you anywhere in the world for one flat fee. And it's actually, uh, Guaranteed to show up blemish-free as well.
1: Yeah, the, look, the crew at Real Watersports super great customer service. They're going to take care of you from the time you click onto their website to the time you wax your board. It's a good call and good people and um, realwatersports.com. Well, I want to tell you about those Taylor Knox NVS fins. With the, have you seen those? No, they I'm sent, not sure. They sent me the Taylor Knox NVS fins and I've misplaced them. And this isn't an ask for more of them. They must be in a board somewhere, because they're not in my fin drawer. But they're but a friend of mine was just showing. it. Sean Madison was just showing me his NVS Taylor Knox fins, and they're basically the big twin fin with a little like notch off the tip, and um, they're supposed to be real sparky. I but have all not the NBS, seen these. Yeah, no, they're killer. I wish I had some to show you. I, I have, have showed you some, didn't I? Show pick up, didn't I have not some of those? My hand Oh.
0: you did but not those i've seen or i have the arc taylor's arc thruster yeah, fins
1: these are the twin arc twins
0: got it got it yeah. got it okay. same same design got it so surfnvs.com or you can grab them at realwatersports.com actually
1: there you go wow Yeah, guy, yeah, freaking guy, yeah, guy. Welcome, everybody. It's Spit. It is Tuesday. It's March 1st, David. It's the year 2022, and um, it's good to be alive and, uh, you know, it's good to be alive. How's that? Better better,
0: better than the <laughs> alternative. But I think maybe that's in light of all of the uh, the biblical catastrophes happening around the world right now i mean there's crazy flooding in queensland and new south wales obviously the ukraine situation somebody's home slid into the ocean on the north shore of hawaii in the last 48 hours wow. i'm not laughing it's crazy yeah. um yeah. but it's crazy it's all happening in
1: yeah, uh, yeah in a short period been, of time it's Feels- been a crazy week I, again i was snowboarding when all this stuff went down in the ukraine and um, kind of feels like to me it felt like you know you know where you were on 9 11 totally you know where you were on january 6th and you know where you were when russia invaded and brought war upon the ukraine not the ukraine but it's it's ukraine you don't want to say the ukraine for the record
0: I've it's like that. it's like wedge right, right. yeah bodyboard or the yeah the uh the body surf spots just wedge it's not the wedge
1: you know it's another one church if you call it churches you're a kook it's church because there was a church there was a church there that's why it's called church right they used to go surf the church so why do we call it the ukraine i don't but um many people do and ukrainians don't like it because it it's kind of the way the russians refer to it Mm. and of course Yeah. So it's Ukraine.
0: I'm just curious how that even starts or why it sounds better in your head.
1: You know what I mean? It's Ukraine. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Thanks for the engagement. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So happy to be alive. Happy to be like here. Don't want to be irreverent with stupid surf gossip and news uh, in light of everything else that's happening in the world. But So we'll state our gratitude right out of the gates for the fact that we live in the safest place possible during what's happening right now, uh, because there are a lot of less fortunate people who are, if not directly affected, they know people who are affected, you know?
1: Yeah, it's weird. I find myself going, gosh, is there some way that we, uh, David and Scott, as podcasters or the listeners as surfers or the grander surf community can somehow do something that's kind of where i find myself today like what can i do in fact on npr this morning there was this cake company here in north park in san diego this woman is from ukraine and it's called it's called oh my cake instead of oh my god i think it's called oh my cake and it's a store and you can go there and buy cakes and they'll she'll give a portion of it to the you know i don't know i don't even know where it goes but my point is is that Every time I see something that's like, hey, go fund me or give money and we'll put some of it over here to this cause. Excuse me. I'm a little wary. So yeah. I'm searching for that thing that we can do, David, as a community. What can we do? How can we help? I, I want to help.
0: I haven't researched it, but yeah, you're right. Um you got to be. You have to be very wary, especially in today's age, where anybody can set up a GoFundMe or Kickstarter or whatever. I've actually seen horror stories on social media of some influencers um, allocating funds inappropriately. Really? Yeah. Do you tell? I don't know the backstory, and I only read kind of the headline, and so um, it might not even be true or accurate, right. you right. know. Right. But right. some some influencer was being vilified. But at any rate, there is surf news in the world. And so we can uh, add some levity to the day with that. Well,
1: here's something that you should maybe we can find, find something out about. The ISA, okay. which has a bunch of international member organizations. There's one Ukraine is a member of the ISA. Hmm. Ukraine has a surf team. Wow. So. It seems to me that that's sort of our in, you know, like if we need like an in, it feels like it would be through the ISA and through the Ukraine, you know, surfing association, USA.
0: <laughs> who know? is, who is the Ukrainian
1: surfer? It doesn't matter. I'm, <laughs> I'm just <cares>. curious. <laughs> no. I'm just curious. No, we do want to know who it is so we can communicate with them and find out the best way to do things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah
0: get that person on the show
1: yeah so if you if you listen to this show and you're an isa person help us hook up with the ukraine surfing association or surfing federation or whatever it is so we can help so we can drive our listeners to help and and i don't mean like give surfboards <laughs> i mean like let's give some money or give some food or give real help
0: yeah you know what i, I mean? like it I like it. I do know what you're saying. (laughs) Um, We've got where I've got CT updates for you, Scott, from last week. I've got thoughts on Kelly from the pros. I've got stab in the dark to review. Where would we like to begin?
1: Let's go with your first thing, the CT
0: update. Gabriel Medina out for Portugal. Baron Mamiya into Portugal. Moana Jones out for Portugal. Lots of stuff to discuss. Let's start with Moana Jones. She is ranked third in the world. Moana is still within striking range of the mid-season cut. But she's only in that position because she got a wild card at Pipeline. She won that event. She did not do good at Sunset. She narrowly lost to Stephanie Gilmore. She got into Sunset by virtue of a wild card because she won pipe. So we're in a predicament now where she's not on tour, but she's in third place and she is not invited into the wild card position in Portugal. Instead there's two wild cards and they're being used by Tia Blanco who won the ultimate surfer television reality show in order to get a wild card. And also Bronte McCalla uh, who won or she's earned it because she had the highest rankings on last year's QS tour.
1: Okay. Well, this is a huge problem. And the thing that you stated that I think is of importance here is that Moana Jones Wong surfed well at sunset and she barely lost to Stephanie Gilmore. It wasn't like she didn't catch waves at sunset and she's only a pipe specialist and that's where she belongs. And that's why we're not sending her to Portugal because really, really, She's a pipe specialist. She actually is a really well-rounded surfer. And she went out at Sunset on her backhand and almost got through and lost to a seven-time world champion. So I'm, there's a problem here. Like, there's, there's a situation here where the WSL needs to figure out, this is going to happen. This reminds me of what used to happen with the Triple Crown, where there's a guy that's in contention with the Triple Crown, but he's not invited to pipe. So how yep. can he really be? In- so it's the same type of thing when you have uh, wild cards that do well early in the season. You know, I mean, the situation explains itself. It's not right. And I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how you squeeze. Uh, I think what you should do is kick Tia Blanco out. Nothing against Tia. I want to see her surf in the CT this year, but let's find another place for her later on in the season. Well, why not yeah. continue the mojo with Moana Wong here and give her Tia's spot? Tia's obviously not in the running for the world title. She will get her chance to surf on the CT. You know, like maybe even give Tia two chances, you know, like because she gets three. She gets three already? Yeah, well, she earned.
0: That was okay. the, the grand prize was three wildcard spots.
1: Okay, well, let's give her four or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's make it right by Tia because I'm not here to. To not, you know, to take away Tia's chances because she's a great surfer in her own right. But I feel like you can't not have Moana uh, Jones. Is it, how do you say her last
0: name? Uh, Moana Jones.
1: Wong. Jones Wong. You can't have Moana not surfing. She's third in the world, for God's sake. And frankly, I bet she does, she would do good at super Supertubes.
0: So to add to that argument, given the current standings, if Moana merely shows up, to two of the next three event and, and wins one single heat, she would likely have more than enough points to end up in the top
1: 10 after the first five events. Wow. That's great research. Did you do that? Or did somebody send you that
0: stab? It was written on stab magazines article. Um, and so they interviewed Jesse Miley Dyer and Jesse, who is the obviously WSL senior vice president of tours and something else. Uh, she said, Tia's wild cards we're decided in collaboration with our general managers in looking through our different sponsor commitments. She will have J Bay, El Salvador, and Portugal. The question to her was, were these predetermined before the season started? And that was her response, which sounds so corpo. And also it's decided with our general managers. Okay. So that's deflecting the blame to nameless people and then saying she, uh, in light of our different sponsor commitments. So, you know, Mayo who sponsors the Brazil event, or I'm sorry, sponsors the Portugal event. If they have an athlete, they can put them in the Portugal event. If Rip Curl has an athlete, they can put them into an event. So they're trying to get Tia into events that probably there's no sponsor conflicts. My thought here kind of in relation to, or in response to what you said is there's two different things to consider. Uh, it does Tia's surfing. I'm not, sorry, not Tia. Does Moana surfing actually warrant a place on tour? Cause you and I are caught up in this story of her, a wild card winning pipeline. And we're like, we just want this story to go on. We're committed. We love her. We love, she's it's so awesome. So let's keep the push going. But the reality is she didn't earn a spot on tour. These other girls did earn a spot on tour, not, not necessarily the wild cards, but let her earn her spot on tour and then she can go surf in Portugal. She was never obligated to surf in other events based on the one wild card gift that she got. And then she got two. So she should be extra grateful.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, actually. I, I see your point. Um, and you're right. Maybe maybe I'm too caught up in the Moana Jones Wong story and maybe it's just going to be wah wah you know like it could very well be she can go out and lose in first round and then you and I are like ah
0: you guys shouldn't have put her in that was stupid
1: (laughs) yeah I I don't know it's all I'm suggesting I guess is next time um, I feel like if you're a wild card if you're given a wild card early in the season at pipe or sunset or actually anywhere during the season now that I think of it it should be very clear like, if, if before I go to give you the jersey, I need you to look me in the eye and repeat after me. If you win this event, it does not mean, and in fact, you will not probably get a spot in the next event. Okay. So, to be on tour, you have to earn it like the rest of the girls. Consider yourself lucky. Here's your jersey. Win the event. Good luck. You're not going to sunset. You know, whereas, yeah. you know, like this, this, oh, well, we're giving her a spot at sunset because we're in Hawaii. We got to make sure everything's cool. We'd hate for this Hawaiian to egg us you know like to, to tear down the scaffolding <laughs> we'd hate for the hooey to come and show up and eddie to just go on the walk you know and and i'm not saying that you know i don't even know if they're thinking like that but you get what i'm saying like let's make it very very clear and oh by the way and if it, you don't agree to this you don't get to surf in the, as a wild card in the it. now yeah, I, and- I don't think they did that i instead they've built you and me and the rest of the surf consumers up and we're caught up in this storm, this emotional, this great story here. And we want to see it play out, as you mentioned. And um, and that's where so, we're at. And you make and, a lot of sense.
0: And so, by the way, Moana hasn't complained. I haven't seen Moana complain publicly about her not getting the wild card into Portugal. It was a groundswell of uh, people involved in the surf industry who said that this is a sham. And they do have a point. And I guess what this highlights is something that we talk about all the time, but haven't really defined, which is these, a lot of the WSL rules that actually are pretty subjective end up shooting themselves in the foot. And this is sometimes interference rules, priority rules, whatever their objective is to make these things black and white. It's to make it objective but surfing is kind of impossible to make objective and it should always remain subjective. So it's a fool's errand. And they need to design something a little more savvy where there's more subjectivity allowed. Because if they, their whole goal with a wild card surfing in an event like Pipeline is to have a Cinderella story. Well, they had it and now they've got to shoot their foot in it. It shoots themselves in the foot (laughs) because they have these arbitrary rules defined previously, you know, or by the way, this also dovetails with something else that I've been talking about, which is why are they doing a reality show? Oh, well now, because they did a reality show, it's infecting their main product, you know? And so it really is. And so it's cutting into it. And so don't set up these Cinderella stories and then get in your own way because of these arbitrary rules. Ultimately,
1: yeah. I'm look. I'm not. I'm okay with rules. I think, but as long as they make tons of sense, you know, like yeah. me saying, hey, there needs to be a rule that if you put on this jersey, you do not get uh, to carry on through into the sunset event, even if you win it pipe. But that's you know, a stupid
0: I, rule. You know I, what I mean? Like I it makes more sense to allow them to, but they need they need
1: more. I don't care um, if it's stupid or not. My point is, is that it's clear. I guess what I'm referring to is Jesse's corpo speak, which is like, it would be so much better if Jesse said, Hey, look, everyone knows we have the rule that if you, when I go to give you the Jersey, you nod in agreement and repeat after me that, yes, I understand it. Then look stupid rule or not. Everyone sees it. It's out in the open, but this whole like, well, we talked it over with the general managers and we deflected it here and they decided, well, because of corporate, you know, I'd much rather just have her say, um, I don't know, you know. I you know I, what I I can't you write know what press release right now, but
0: I can write it for. Her. Here's what I would prefer, and here's what Dana White would do. Yeah, he'd push Jesse aside, grab the mic, and be like, "Hey, <laughs> Moana, you want to surf in Portugal? Get on the QS, earn your spot. We'll see you there next year." Boom. Thank you. Walk aside.
1: Thank you. That's what they need to say. You that's know what perfect. I mean? Yeah, I, that's exactly what I, I I agree. We need like that kind of clarity. That kind yeah. of okay. Well. Um, agree with it or not we know where they stand you know right like right now we're don't, like, who knows maybe we'll get a wild card into JB. bet or <laughs> then knows? or then
0: yeah it's just again lack of direction lack of vision and then lack of um communicating that whatever that vision is to the end user. It's kind of like, oh, we'll just get out of the way. We'll try to put out a little fire here. We'll try to build up some stoke over here, but we won't really see it to fruition. Then we'll get out of the way if the fire starts to go some other, if social media takes um, the narrative from us. you know.
1: Well, in many ways, I mean, you know, I guess if I was the WSL, I could also spin this as a good thing. Like, look, we have a great story in the pipeline winner. Uh, we have a great story in Tia Blanco. Oh, by the way, people are talking about when Scott and David are talking about women surfing right now. Ding, 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 ding. That's a good thing. You know, there's so there's yeah. a lot of ways that you could be. And oh, by the way, I'm not sure about this, David, but I would imagine the wanted Jones Wong is seated number one at the pipe event next year. So sh- her story will continue.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, that's probably true. Part of what I'm talking about, though, about like the diffused diffusing their own storylines, is: Do you even remember the Tia Blanco storyline at this point? Like, Ultimate she Surfer. came <laughs> right, but you know, like her, bringing her back now in Portugal, if it is to capitalize off of what they did over here in reality TV, yeah, yeah, I the, don't chasm, the chasm, the yeah. chasm between is so vast that they have to reintroduce her. Run a bunch of highlights packages, remind us why we all care, why we should care. And it's they're not doing themselves any favors. That's now would be the time to put Moana in.
1: Well, I look, you and I, if we were running the WSL and it was Tia's first event after winning Ultimate Surfer, we would catch up the audience. We would bring the audience up to speed.
0: She would have been pushed right into pipeline, as far as I'm concerned.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah, Coming off of the ultimate yeah. surfer
0: straight into pipeline. Yeah, Let's
1: see what you're made of. Yeah. But even there is a chasm. When did ultimate surfer end? Good question. Did you even watch it? It ended, it ended, um,
0: should have ended sooner. <laughs> let me put it that way. <laughs> I never watched
1: I, one episode, but. I
0: appreciate that. But here, my allegiance is to the listeners, Scott. I watched it for them just so but, I could complain about it for like three months straight. I just need content. Um, I did actually watch it. I pretty much watched every episode, if not fully engaged. And um, I love surfing. I want to watch surfing as much as possible. And I was not engaged and I yeah. don't anticipate watching another season which, of it.
1: Which is better ultimate surfer or watching a Nazare event. We're just watching Na- a Nazare. Nazare. Clip. Nazare, Nazare. Clip. You're not I mean, they're both.
0: I, I would rather watch Ozark than either, right. but oh, oh, Nazare via the 100-foot wave,
1: I'd watch that. Yeah, that was really done. That was really well done. huh?
0: So back to my question, I need you to give me an answer. Oh. Yes or no? Does Moana's surfing deserve a spot on tour?
1: I can't answer that with any sort of really, a, you know, any authority because I haven't seen, all I've seen of her is at Pipe.
0: Me too and so I've i don't her, know
1: I, I just don't know i've seen her at pipe and like a couple waves at sunset during that comp how did she surf at sunset cuz i didn't see it she surfed good okay she so. Surfed good. but it wasn't i, I mean sense- it wasn't
0: it wasn't like uh um, commanding like the way that her pipe performance was she looked comfortable out there she looked like she'd be able to trade sixes with the various competitors she lost lost to Steph with like a point zero six and you could have argued that she should have won that heat, you know, uh, yeah. but it wasn't again, it wasn't a definitive performance. Yeah. So we don't know. I, I wish I could say I yes don't know. Either. No. I yeah. just don't know. But you but can make I the argument we, we if could super probably... tubos if if super tubos is barreling and
1: pumping, then she would be the bet out that's there. That's kind of know? what I'm that's what I'm saying. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I bet we could search on the internet and find some footage of her, you know, like wherever at Koala Basin or Alamoana or so, you know, somewhere where it's like more realistic Rippable. to what she would be surfing on the CT, you know, like in wherever Bells. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, all that being said, I Speaking do like of
1: Tia Blanco. I do like Tia Blanco. You do, don't you? I do. What is it? What, you... what is it?
0: Why do you like her so much? she was the sweetest girl like she uh, because you didn't watch that show yeah. uh, the storyline that developed is she was a sweetheart and malia ward and anastasia ashley were playing the high school mean girls and oh, really? yeah and so it was like <laughs> tia and her friend brianna cope from uh Kuwait that were like i don't know we're just trying to we're just trying to like be friendly with these girls and they keep being mean to us so tia was the sweetheart who then also was the shredder who won the event.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Well, good for her. The reason I bring her up is because you know who broke the internet this week? No, who? Besides President Zelensky, who, by the way, is move over Dave Chappelle. President Zelensky is my new favorite comedian. Awesome. Uh, Koa Smith broke the internet, man. Koa Smith is Instagram. Did you see Koa Smith at Pipe last week? Holy shit. He's gnarly. He is a madman. And he's got great content. Like he's good at what he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I he's do a know Tia Tia Blanco of he's a good guy. Like I was waiting for you to tie this back to Tia. Is that yeah, the tie-in? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the tie. He's like he's like the sweet Tia Blanco dude. Yeah. And he rips. Uh,
0: I I this is popular on the internet. I don't think it's ever been said on this podcast, but the Um, comparison between him and Gary Busey is undeniable. He is a young Gary Busey,
1: man. I'll send you. That's not going to bode well for him later in life. (laughs)
0: Well, Gary's done some hard living. Let's put, I mean, Koa seems to live a much healthier life. Um, uh, Anyways, I'll send you a side-by-side image later in the show. Um, So Yeah. Tia, the, ask real this. quick, before before we go to Koa, heat number I'm three. I'm still
1: on Koa. I'm still on Koa. Koa. We're not done with Tia. <laughs> okay, go okay, ahead. Go ahead. Um, Koa or Zeke Lau? Who would you rather see on tour for the remainder of the year? Koa, probably. I mean, has Zeke done? Has he inspired you at all?
0: Not at all. And Koa, really.
1: Koa does inspire me. Koa I know absolutely shred. He almost beats Slater.
0: And, he almost sunset. beat Zeke. He almost beat Zeke at the ultimate surfer. I think they were the last two stand. They were, they were. That's why
1: I brought it up. Not that I watched,
0: but he, no, he is a lot more exciting. He's very exciting to watch his small back, small uh, wave backhand game is amazing. Obviously pipe Um, heat. Number three though, in the women's event in Portugal is Mm. Tia, Carissa and Steph.
1: How's that? That's like, um, Nobel Peace Prize all in one heat. You know what I mean? Like, we've got good folks here. Well, it is the hardest draw you could possibly get for a wild card.
0: Like, Tia <laughs> Tia getting her first CT event, and in heat one, she's faced
1: against 11 world titles. She's got Mother Carissa, Princess Di, Stephanie, and Tia. Man, she's got a tough heat.
0: She's got 11 world titles against her in that
1: heat. 11 world titles to you. How crazy is that? Don't let that bother you.
0: No, no big deal. Um, okay. So additionally, yeah. Gabe out of Portugal. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think he's out for the rest of the season? Any ideas? Well, did you see his little
1: Instagram live thing that he did?
0: I didn't, I didn't
1: either, but a bunch of my friends did, and they sent me a bunch of texts about it. And it was basically, I'm not going to, I don't want to uh, say the wrong thing here, but let's just say that a mental year might be a good idea.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah.
0: He seemed, what did he at that. seem I'll like? Oh, uh, no, you can't. Give but me,
1: I don't want to, I don't want in the politest
0: terms possible.
1: He was, um, According to my friends, and I didn't see yes. it. Yes. Yeah. He was. According um, to the general managers. <laughs> yeah. The, let me. Yeah. I'll refer to the general managers. He was. Um, how shall I say? Maybe overly excited. Intoxicated. <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay. Inebriated. Yeah.
0: But. Got it. Not on alcohol. Right. Thank you. I'm going to say the things that he was not on. (laughs) He was not
1: high on life. Well, I mean, again, I didn't, this is, I don't like, it's not cool to just disparage somebody's reputation on the podcast like this, but I'm just saying that that's what I'm hearing, but. I like how people go on social media
0: and post the most insane, inane, like sensational things. There's nothing we could say that would disparage them. <laughs> They're out there doing it themselves.
1: <laughs> I, I But for the record, I, I don't. I know. I don't want to be. I, yeah, it's like it's rude to be that guy. But I'm just saying that parking lot chatter, which is, by the way, a bunch of bullshit anyway. Just my friends going, oh, hey, look at him. Uh, you know. It sometimes cuts. They through should look at BS. themselves, man. My friends. Oh, that, has nothing,
0: that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, you're right. It is BS often, but it often cuts through the BS harder and faster than any <laughs> measured commentary can. So I am taking this as whole truth and agreeing. Gabriel Medina, take a year off. We don't mind. This gives Kelly Slater a better shot at the top five. So yes. that's good. Yes. Um, Well, so because Gabe's out,
1: guess who's in? Um. Baron Mamiya? Boom. Kyle. Mimia. Kyle.
0: Uh, Kyle's also in. Um, so Baron and Kyle are both in. That's the crazy thing is Baron is in first place and he would not have entry into Portugal without uh, Gabriel having withdrawn,
1: yeah, which is I mean, also
0: a crime. And so, I mean, it just worked out that way, but you yeah. do wonder like if Moana, if it was, is it gender related at all? Like if, if Moana, if it, she were a male or this same situation was on the male side, would they make accommodation?
1: Yeah, it's weird because, you you know, you look at Baron and you're like, this guy is a small wave wizard. Like, she's he, won NSSA Nash. Like, this guy, we know he's competitively savvy, so he's in no matter what. Whereas Mamiya, like, oh, well, she's just a pipe specialist. and you know, Yeah. Just brush that under the rug.
0: Well, Baron, Baron and Kyle are both in. Baron's in first, Kyle's in third um they both have enough points already to likely make the mid-year cut so this is kind of interesting because they're not guaranteed uh entry into the australian leg of the tour but they could have enough i know it really is and so they could have enough they already do have enough points in theory uh to make the second half of the season so It'd be super weird if they didn't get into the wild their wild card spots into the next couple of events, but then they're qualified for the rest of the season. Do they get sure. access into those events? You got to cut off the last two people in the event. I'm sorry. You, but- you absolutely do. These are the guys who are setting the world ablaze, drawing the best narratives for your story. And you're just yeah. going to boot them?
1: You're so, a failure as a league if you were booting number one and number four off of number three. Tour. Yeah. Because you're four. So-
0: Oh, okay, is it tied? Well, Equal no, fourth? yeah. There's
1: a tie for second, so it's yeah, there, yeah. I guess.
0: So uh, Carlos Munoz are is out, of course, with injury. Liam, Obr- oh, by the way, your checks in the mail for that uh for that bet. Oh, thank the you, Carlos Carlos Munoz, Jake Marshall. I mean, I literally tried to send a PayPal today, yeah. and they said they're looking at. They're like, we're holding pending payment for us to look into this to make sure it's not suspicious or something. <laughs> they're like, that bet was bullshit. I think because I put the word bet in the caption maybe they flagged it anyways um carlos muñoz liam o'brien and Yago dora are all out because of injury so the wild cards for the men's side matt mcgillivray ras uh, vasco ribero who's the highest rated portuguese surfer which just seems insane to me uh justin bursette who's the wsl wild event wild card also seems insane to me and alfonso Atunez, who's
1: the sponsor's wild card. Well, again, like, so my question is, let's say there was no injuries, right? And you've got these two guys, Aaron Mamiya and Kyle Ubele. Like, what's the contingency here? Like, I'm sure that if they don't have one, this is your wake up call guys to make sure you have one because we all want to see Kyle and Baron If in fact they continue this role, but even if they don't, if like you say, they're already qualifying for the mid-year cutoff. If they do the rest of the events and get equal 19ths or equal 33 thirds or whatever it is, they'll probably still cut, make the cut. Did Stab yeah. do the math on this too? No. Well, somebody needs to because, I mean, again, I, you know, we're making a, a problem that doesn't exist right now. But I would like for them to be able. You I mean, want, that would, like you said,
0: contingency. You want to yeah. have a plan in place.
1: Yeah, we want to know that these stories. You can't take a world title possibility away from these guys after they've proven themselves at pipe and sunset. Are you kidding and,
0: me? And it's not to do those guys a favor. It's to benefit your own business. Like again, you do, you're right. You need it. But it is an injustice. You do. You do need the contingency in place because your greatest hope at the first events of the season was that the wild cards would come from behind and win it. And your greatest hope has happened. So you want to be able to plan for how to uh, continue to let that storyline develop. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, I thought this article was going to be lame, but it was actually really kind of insightful. It was on stab magazine. They wanted to get the thoughts on Kelly Slater from four kind of insiders. And so the four insiders are Jake Patterson, great person to ask thoughts on Kelly, looking at the rest of the season, Jake Patterson. Uh, he's been a coach. Jake Patterson
1: should be a part of the commentary. Jake Patterson Absolutely. is the John McEnroe that the WSL needs. Give him a mic, let him say whatever he wants, and just sit back and let it let the viewership go through the roof. They're stupid not to have Jake Patterson in there. And, you know, I know like a couple, three or five afraid. years ago, they're afraid, but they shouldn't be. It's the greatest thing that could happen to the WSL. If they don't get Jake Patterson and more people like him qualified, and also brutally honest, uh, they're blowing it, man. We need yeah. the John McEnroe in the booth. We need the, um, you know, the uh, Johnny Miller in golf. He was the guy. And all the guys on tour were like, oh, shit, what did Johnny say about me? And that's what they would all say about Jake. And none of them totally. I would have the balls to go up to Jake and flip him off because Jake would snap their neck.
0: And he'd be, out, he'd be out with them at sunset battling for set Absolutely. waves or Margaret River or any pipe anyway.
1: Absolutely.
0: And telling them what they're doing wrong competitively in Heats because he's actually more strategic than they are. So
1: it, it's the biggest Travisham mockery. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> we need a hashtag to get Jake Patterson into the booth often. More often get, than not. He get Jake in
0: the- into Portugal. Um Jake
1: into Portugal and just let him go. Don't so, know, you know?
0: So Jake, Lisa Anderson, uh photographer ryan miller and then stab magazine's own michael Ciamarella, they they gave them the same form questions about kelly slater like will he make the top five will he have a shot at a world title this year blah 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 will he retire next year so ultimately i'll give you a synthesis of what all the answers were nobody thinks that kelly's going to retire this year or next wow all all four of those people who are uh I mean, certainly three of them, Michael excluded, are good friends with Kelly. So they probably have some insights. Uh, they don't think Kelly's retiring this year or next. Why? So because, what is reasoning? Well, because of the role that he's on this year, he won't retire. And then next year, of course, if they, they are planning to start a pipeline again, he's the, he's the current yeah. pipe champ. And he'd be yeah. coming off of a banner season, presumably. Like, no, definitely not going to retire. Uh, they also all think that he's a shoe in for the top five at lowers this year, wow. which I thought was interesting. I thought there'd be a little back and forth about that one. Cause I'm not convinced that he will be, but all of them said, Oh yeah, he'll be there for no, no problem. But then none of them think that he'll win the title there. All of them think that he's totally outclassed at lowers and that lowers the kind of surfing at lowers, especially the surfing we saw last year has gotten to a level that Kelly doesn't exist on anymore. And I think snake was the one saying like, you gotta be doing two full rotation airs, huge carve and then a strong finish and you get an eight.
1: Yeah, it's true. You gotta do something on your first turn out the back. That's magnificent. Yeah. And it's, this is a great reason why guess what they should finish at a wave of consequence. I was thinking about this the other day. Just think if they, had the top five at Pipeline. I know. I've told but you that. Why don't, I know, start the year about,
0: there and end the year there. Yeah, Boom. the
1: top five at Pipeline. Yeah. That would be so sick. And That'd do it insane. in December, by the way. Let's do it December. Same holding period we used to have, the 7th through the 20th. And then start in late January to start the season. You still got a month, you know, and you got plenty of time, by the way, from the, you know, end of August or whatever it is. You got three months to build up the hype around it. Anyway, continue
0: with the art. No, it's a no-brainer. By the way, forget about the first and the last. Let's do all 11 events at Pipeline. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I We can go to sunset, I guess, for a little bit. We'll come
1: back. How Pipe. much fun would that be? How much pressure would it be if you're one of the other four guys and you know Kelly's in the top five in the events at Pipe? Because the problem with lowers, and this is true of even other surfers, like, for instance, um, uh, Connor Coffin. You're kind of going, I don't think Connor even has a chance at Lowers. right? You know what I mean? Like, and if it was like, who's who's the big keg guy? Wade Car- like if Wade Carmichael was in the top five, he'd be like, no way he has a chance. You know what I mean? you got to be one of these light-footed aerialists to even have a chance to win the world title, which is yeah. stupid. I think it it's stupid. Lame.
0: But it, everything's backwards right now. Yeah. Everything's so backwards right now, we're, it's not even worth discussing. Like, we get into the minutiae. It's almost like, God, it's almost offensively backwards. But just, yeah, Go we ahead. learned that in Hawaii, you know, like throw everybody out into pumping surf and it solves all the problems. Um, at, any, at any rate, I thought it was interesting that they all thought that Kelly would even be in the top five. Uh, they asked him what events he would do well at, which events they expected him to not do well at. And obviously he would do well at Chopu, Everybody thinks he would do well at Glan because he has more experience there than probably anybody else on tour. I think that's a safe bet. We need to keep in mind he often doesn't go to Brazil. He often finds a reason to not go to Brazil. Um, El Salvador is a huge question mark for me with Kelly Slater. Um, Portugal, he traditionally doesn't do well at, and Margaret's a real question mark. So the fact that they think that he would end up in the top five, there's more question marks there than there are um, exclamation points.
1: Yeah, look, I think he does pretty good at Bells. Yeah. I would say Bells, and I would say Jay Bay, he's, he's, he's probably a quarterfinalist at worst. Yeah. Um, for sure, Rio's a no go. Throw that one away. Margaret River interests me because if it's at the box or if it's at North Point, there's potential there for him to do really good, really well, right? Um, of course, G Land, Chopu. But you say that even Margaret River of the box, he's not my top picks. I'm just saying, look, all we want is is, you know, quarterfinals and semifinal finishes. If you're looking at fifths and sevenths and ninths and thirds and thirds and fifths and ninths, and oh, by the way, we get a first at Chopu and we get a second a, at G Land.
0: We got a first at Pipe.
1: Well, I know. On top of that. Yeah. So we now we got a first. Two first, a third. And, I mean, if you look at past world titles, it's usually like, you know, it's like that. It's like you maybe get two first, and you get like second, second, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, and then one shitty throw away. And
0: we're just talking about getting into the top five, not even a world title. So you need less. Oh, that's right. Connor Because Connor Coffin, Connor Coffin didn't win anything last year. Morgan Siblik didn't win, right? He made finals, but he didn't
1: win. You know what? Rip Curl needs to call up the WSL and just go, look, we're a frigging surf company we're going to end this thing at pipeline yeah. ending this thing at lowers is a huge mistake. We've, we did it once. Okay. We all understand you've got to be a light footed aerialist guy to do this. If they're concerned that there aren't enough performance waves on tour, that they, that this is the only place where they get to showcase this type of surfing then put lowers on the tour in August.
0: I would love lowers on the tour. We just don't need it as the finals. Event. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, we'll keep updates on Kelly, obviously, throughout the season. It is an exciting storyline. I'm glad to see it. Apparently, um, Box to Box Films is following Kelly around for this season to make a documentary about him. They're the ones who have the deal with Apple TV for the um, documentary series following the world tour. Uh, Portugal opens up tomorrow, uh, March 3rd. So tomorrow and a half.
1: Yeah, tomorrow. Well, it's
0: two days. It's two days for us, but it's only a day away for a lot of the world. Um, do you have a survival pick locked I in? I do.
1: I do. I've locked in my pick. It's a great pick. This guy is going to do really well. I'm excited about my pick. Do you want to know who it is?
0: Yeah. Who and why did you pick Felipe Toledo?
1: I will not be telling you because uh, I don't want to tip my hand. I will tell you next week when uh, you know, this event has already gotten through that area that round. Right, well, I will, you?
0: I will tell everybody. I know who your pick is. It's Kanoa. I already told you last week. Uh, Kanoa is in peak form. Andy spends more time in Portugal than most people on tour.
1: I'm sensing so, that's the all old, you need. I'm sensing the old too comfortable backlash, like, yeah, um, I love sleeping in in my bed with my chick. Oops, the alarm clock didn't go off. What? I missed my heat. Everyone right now. For the rest of the week, we're going to be rooting for Kanoa to go down in a blaze of glory. Good. All of, all go of, us, that are, all of us that are in Survival League. surf, Survival League. Um, unfortunately, you can only play it if you started playing it at the beginning of the year. Suckers. But uh, you and I are still in it. And what are we Didn't winning?
0: Get in 3K. The winner gets 3K at the end of the season and, and three, three Panda boards.
1: surfboards. Hey, the so here's my question quiver. to you. Like, who are we rooting against? Like I'm kind of like, I'm definitely rooting against Kanoa. Interesting. Interesting. You know, like obviously we're rooting against the most, the one, the guy that's going to have the most picks by us
0: can be that
1: guy. I'm going to root against Kanoa.
0: It's funny. I don't have anybody I'm rooting against other than like these little side
1: bets that we do. Um, But, but you definitely want the top guys to lose because that's, you know, a lot of no. people pick Jordy, or a lot of people pick you know who yeah, yeah. I bet you know who's getting a lot of picks, I bet Owen Ryan. Oh, bet, why bet, Owen? Because because Supertubes is kind of a fast you only, I know I know Your
0: brain, your brain yeah. is registering Owen yeah. Supertubes because he busted his eardrum there, not because he's won there.
1: Well, okay, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, <laughs> there are guys that we're going to be rooting against. And it's usually the top guys that you didn't pick, right? Anybody but well, the, the f- guy you picked.
0: The funny thing is, yeah, whoever has the most uh, picks on Survival League, I want out, obviously, other than Kanoa. But I'm thinking through the list right now. I'm not rooting against Idolo. I'm not rooting against Jordy. I'm not rooting against John John. not rooting against Felipe. I'd be happy with any of those guys pushing through.
1: What if they're going up against Kanoa in the round of 32? Then I want them out, obviously, in that case. What if Justin (laughs) Bicret wins the whole thing as a wild card? Does that mean because Baron Mamia well, got it? Like, send we- him,
0: send him to Australia.
1: You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if he wins, send him to Australia. We'll have a battle of wild cards. I mean, it kind of um, needs to be that needs to be clarified. Like if you win an event as a wild card, you should just get in for the rest of the season. I, I think I that's fair. That'd be epic, dude.
0: That's an epic gift.
1: That's a great gift.
0: That's way better than winning the ultimate surfer. And the ultimate surfer gets three wild cards.
1: Let me ask you this. This event, we're in Europe for the one and only event of the year in Europe. They should be doing something about acknowledging Putin's war in Ukraine. And, uh, do you think that there should be something? I mean, Dude, they're in Europe. I mean, Europe's freaking out. Like, right? it's, not, it's way different in Europe than it is here. What do you think? <laughs> Should there be a moment of some, some acknowledgement on some level officially from the WSL? A lot of sports leagues are doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot going on. I'll down. tell you what. I can offer the WSL a
0: lot of advice. I don't know that PR is my area of expertise. So I'm.
1: This isn't even PR. Not, this is just honest well, from the heart. Children are getting killed by Putin friggin acknowledge. I don't,
0: I don't think the WSL does well at doing that. I feel like so much of it comes off as completely virtue, virtue signaling. Yeah. And so you're saying it should be completely from the heart. Well, how do you tell somebody to have something from the heart? They either have it from the heart or they don't. When when you don't have a heart. Oh,
1: drop the mic.
0: And so and so who would make that statement and where would they make the commentators would make it by, you know, being signaled by the tower, being signaled by Eric Logan or somebody from corporate, then it's not this? from the heart because they're just the spokesperson. Does Eric Logan offer... come on and give some message? No, That'd hell no. No, no, no. You no, know what I mean? Do, like,
1: you Don't do that. Here's what you do. You offer Ukrainian flags. If you want to stick it on your board, you can. If you don't, that's fine too. But we have Ukrainian flag stickers for you. If yeah. you're so moved, put a sticker on the nose of your board so that everyone Solved. can see it. Or Solved. even better than that, what they're doing, I think in... in one of the soccer leagues, one of the football leagues, is they're putting the Ukrainian flag on the jersey. Yeah. I and mean, everyone's Tyler, jersey.
0: Tyler Wright rocks that flag on her jersey. I forget what they call it. Um, A Ukrainian flag? Tyler Wright? Does? It's not the Ukrainian flag. It's like the equal, that- the equality flag of some oh, sort. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it that has well. a very specific name and i can't think of it but she rocks that on her shoulder what yeah they could absolutely put the ukrainian flag on all the jerseys yeah why and then you give the surfers the option whether or not they want to pick the jersey with the flag
1: yes done yeah
0: i like it they better, Solve, get, Scott, better well get
1: better get a stitch in right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> um
0: free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Have you moving on from the WSL and CT competition? Yes. Are you watching Stab in the
1: Dark? I am. I've watched both of them so far. I'm
0: so glad that you're caught up. It took me yeah. a minute to get caught up, but um how it's Jack Robinson. He's surfing, I think 13 board, 12 boards in Hawaii in marginal surf for the most part, but they're meant to be high performance short boards. So surfing them in, you know, not eight to 10 foot waves, smaller waves, but how in the world can anybody identify the shaper just based on the look and feel of a pointy thruster? They give them 13. They say, walk up here and feel them out and identify who's who and what's what here's the 13 names. So you can just plug and play. How can anybody in the world do that?
1: Scott? I mean, these guys are they They know their equipment, you know, they really it's unbelievable. do unbelievable.
0: I think he got eight, right? Did he get eight? He got seven out of 13. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But you're right. Eight, because after that uh, shot, they were in the house and before he went surfing, he did identify the Cabianca he thought it was the Timmy Patterson previously, but before he surfed it, he goes, you know, I thought this was the Timmy, but I think this is the Cabianca. So he got eight. Yeah. It's freaking unreal. He's just walking amongst them. They all look identical from the camera's angle. And yeah. you and I, we'd be able to identify um, a morning of the earth board because those are yeah. a certain level of girth and a certain like they're a certain style. Yeah. But if they're all pointy thrusters, what the <laughs> heck, dude? Like he's noticing these tiny, tiny adjustments. Yeah. And they're all they're all pretty similar volume. So it's kind of like, oh, the volume's distributed six inches from the nose instead of seven inches from the nose, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? That that he has the ability to do that, but I understand it. I think when you're on that level, I think that's the way it is with, with a lot of sports, you know, like, um, you know, Tom Brady can tell how much, you know, the exact amount of pounds per square inch of football is inflated and golfers can tell, you know, if it's a stiff shaft or an extra stiff shaft or whatever. And, tennis players you know i'm sure that they're they're just they're so at such a high level you know that it's just it's mind-boggling that they can pull it off he
0: identified the js based on smell <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's epic I did love you see that. that he literally like sniffed it and he goes it smells like a js <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> anyways the uh, shapers involved this year are Matt Biolis, John Pizel, Chili, Merrick, specifically Britt uh, Merrick, JS, DHD, Axel Lorenz under the Pucas label, Timmy Patterson, Cabianca, Sharp Eye, Takoro, Arakawa, and Pang. And in a very bizarre turn of events, they said, You have to axe one of these just based on feel. You're not even going to get to wax it up. And so he, he axed <laughs> I actually like Pang that.
1: I actually liked that. I thought that was kind of cool. However, I was bummed for Glenn Pang. Of course. You know. And here's what's interesting. So I sent a text to um, Ashton. I'm like, hey, digging the, dig the stab in the dark. Good job. Well done. Enjoying it so far. I would really like you to reintroduce the Pang to Jack in one of the episodes. Too late. And no. He's like, Scott, you know me too well. You know us too well. Like, He didn't say that that's what they're going to do, but he's just like, hold on. Hold on to your horses here. Pang's still involved somehow. So I think in one of these episodes, they're going to be like, hey, wax this one up. and, And maybe they'll throw it in as a wild card in the finalist or something like that.
0: That'd be smart. And
1: how many times has a board proved you wrong? A bunch of times, almost every time. It happens. It happens for me more often than not. You see a pretty little sexy supermodel and you wax it up and it's a dog. And then you see, you know,
0: carry on with this analogy,
1: relax, fit jeans. <laughs> and you put those on and you're like, I'll never take these off. And I know they're kind of big and stupid looking and they're bell bottoms, but I'm wearing them because they're comfortable.
0: Those were mixed metaphors, but I, thought- yeah, well, I didn't.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> You know that's where I'm at my greatest when I'm mixing <laughs> metaphor. This is a family show, right?
0: Um, for dudes with dad bods specifically. Oh my god, um, I've got
1: the gnarliest sourdough bod. I just had two Haagen-Dazs ice cream chocolate bars before we went on the air. Are you kidding? Not kidding. Midday two Midday, a twofer. Two two dude. Bars. I I feel guilty
0: if I have one and it's at night after a meal. I don't. I can't do. Sh- no, no, desserts during the day it'll be first of all there's no all guilt. over
1: there'll be no guilt here it's part of my diet plan regime the
0: plan yeah. no plan <laughs> where were where uh, we so the, the, the episode one included i said the name of the shapers but there was uh three boards that were tested out in episode one uh the cabianca the timmy patterson and the pukas The Cabianca and the Timmy Patterson are out of competition. Jack did not like them. The Pucas is into the final. Let's talk about the Cabianca. This is Johnny Cabianca. He's used to shape under Pucas. He's been shaping Gabriel Medina's boards since Gabriel Medina started winning everything in sight. They are known very specifically for being very different, specifically for having a lot of volume, uh, but also in the tail area, like really thick tails really wide tails and just more volume than anybody, anything that anybody else is making. What do you think of these boards?
1: Well, I I really don't know. I mean, I've never ridden them. I've seen Johnny's boards at the boardroom show and, um, and I've met John. He's a great guy, super good guy. Um, But I I really can't speak to the boards. Um, Me personally, I want a wide point up. I mean, I'm 56 years old. I want the wide point up from forward and I want an extremely thin foiled out tail. I want you know, so I'm, you know, so I'm not the guy to ask.
0: I have you ever seen one of those boards in the water?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Me, me neither. Have you ever seen a Cabianca under anybody's feet other than Gabriel Medina?
1: Well, this is a good question. I see where you're going with this. They don't I, exist.
0: They don't <laughs> exist. Like I foot. mean, they probably do in Brazil, you know?
1: Like, well, they do. In I, don't, I don't. That's Johnny, what Johnny's making all his boards out of Europe. So I bet in France they're everywhere. Okay. And in I Portugal. Ever, and, yeah.
0: I haven't ever seen those boards. So I can't speak to how other people ride them. I've only seen Gabriel ride them. And obviously he's a phenom. But it makes me want to see Gabriel ride other boards. Whenever, when I've seen, I think he's been involved in two different stab in the darks now. And after watching Jack Robinson ride his boards and it looked like dog crap, because they're so different than the boards that Jack normally rides. I'm like, what would Gabriel look like on a on a mayhem? You know, like it would open
1: up the possibilities. You know, uh, Mikey C. Morella does a good job in these things. Right. Yeah. And he just has um, he sort of has the just like the right amount of self-deprecation too, you know, Mm -hmm. but the he was. um, Comparing the cabiancas and the way uh, Gabe surfs to, was it Edlo? Yeah, and how they're just different surfers, right?
0: He said Edlo and Gabe are similar style of surfers in that they're centered over their board and they use the way that they surf the board planes on the surface of the water. So he was saying it's um, akin to a wakeboarder, right? The way that the way that a wakeboard moves over the water, and he's absolutely right when they cut the footage. It's crystal clear. And he said, um, the style of the style of surfing that Jack Robinson or John, John Florence is doing is much more akin to a water skier where they're really leaning on the rail. And so they're not planing over the top of the water. They're carving into the wave and transitioning rail to rail rather than just like pushing off, um, the fins and gliding forward. And so you want narrow tails, thinner tails, so that it can navigate those turns, the turning radius a little bit tighter. And um, I was like, man, he did a phenomenal job. The graphics and the cutaways helped explain that a lot. But does Gabriel surf that way because he's been riding those boards? Or did Johnny develop that style of board because of the way that Gabriel surfs?
1: Yeah, I don't know. My takeaway from that is I, I go, gosh, I don't really want to surf like those two guys. Me neither. I want to surf like John, John and like Jack Robinson. I want of to course. Keep, keep the bear, the rail buried. And really we just want to surf like Tom Kern, which is what that is. Well, those guys, they surf more skaty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. like a tic-tac skateboard thing, but the benefit of that wider uh, girthy tail is it's a bigger landing pad. So when they're doing these giant airs, it's like you have a lot more room to land on.
1: Yeah. They've got, they've widened up the noses a lot for that too, though.
0: Yeah. Well, episode two featured Mayhem, Takoro, Arakawa, Sharpie, and Chili. And Mayhem's in. Everybody seems to like Mayhem's in every series of Stab in the Dark that they do. Takoro is out. He liked the board, but he buckled it really early. So the board's out. Interestingly, Eric Arakawa has been shaping boards for Jack Robinson for a very long time. Not exclusively, but they have a long relationship. And I'd say the tightest relationship of anybody that Jack's... uh, works with. He surfed well on that board, but ultimately eliminated and he identified it as the Arakawa and ultimately eliminated it from competition very diplomatically. They even asked him, how do you feel about eliminating your shaper's boards essentially? And Jack's like, look, it is what it is. I like the board. I like some of these other boards better. Eric and I have always had a very open relationship and open in dialogue. And he wants me to be honest with him about what I'm feeling. This is what honesty looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I I dug that. I I dug that when he did that. And um, I dug that they asked him that question because I was like, oh, I'd like to hear some follow up about that. And that was the first and only thing they really asked him about. Well, they did ask him a couple other things. I will say this regarding mayhem. Have you ever had a mayhem? Oh, yeah. I've never had a mayhem that I didn't love. Yeah. (laughs) And and I've probably had four or five of them. And I've I've never had a bad one. I've never had one where I was. I've always been like, shit, I like this word.
0: Yeah, me too. I've only ever had the short like pointy thrusters and I haven't had one in probably eight years. So I probably got my first one when I was like 17 or something. And I but yeah, I've always felt the exact same way that you feel.
1: And, you know, what's really cool is that Mayhem and I are like more or less the same age and we're all kind of on the same wavelength regarding surfing. So he's making boards for himself, which are like as high performance as they can kind of possibly be for a guy like he and I that are, you know, buck 90 or whatever we weigh. So I'm kind of right on the wavelength, you know what I mean? I can just be like, hey, Matt, what's the hot new board you're riding, you know? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. It's kind of like that, but, you know, more volume, blah, blah, blah.
0: You should start taking fashion advice from him.
1: No, dude, I got a good look. It's called Dorm Room Floor.
0: (laughs) I'm not shaming your look. I'm, I'm commenting on his reinvention.
1: Well, again, Dorm Room Floor pretty much trumps everything.
0: Did you I mean, I saw it first at the boardroom show, but then in this video piece, I was reminded he's got some super snazzy uh fr- frames and tinted lenses. He's got all the salt and pepper in his beard, which he's grown out a little bit. He's like elevated his wardrobe a little bit. I don't know that's, if he's even wearing lost gonna, clothing anymore. That's he's got, gonna like, be on the clothing. that's
1: gotta be on the wife, dude. That's the wife taking over. I know how you know what I'm is. talking about, though, I right? Do. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks kind of like he looks like he should be a diplomat somewhere or something, you know what I mean? Like he, In Miami? No, he looks more like, like, like a European, you know what I mean? Like a State Department official in Brussels or something.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it's way hipper than that. I'm seeing him on a yacht in Saint-Tropez.
1: Okay, well, State Department uh, officials go on yachts, so...
0: Okay. They do different things. Actually, they probably do the same exact thing. Uh anyways, I, I've i got a few minutes left in that episode. So I didn't yeah. see how the Sharpie or the Chili fared. Do you remember?
1: Yeah. Um Sharpie's in.
0: Okay. That would make sense. He won uh the Mexico event last year on a Sharpie.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Sharpie's in. I mean, I watched it, but you know, I just kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh well, I'm loving this series. I'm loving Jack Robinson as the surfer. And uh, Stab continues to kill it on these premium pieces.
1: I'm pretty sure the Sharp Eyes in. Maybe the Chili's in. <laughs> the Chili looked weird to me. See, have you ever, when you watch him, you're like, oh, I don't think he's going to like this board. This board doesn't look like it's working good. And then he comes in and he goes, yeah, I liked it. I'm like, what? Totally. It didn't even look like it worked that good. Totally. And then, uh, you see him ripping on one. You're like, oh, I think he's going to like this one. It's really sparky. Yep. The Mayhem specifically, when he rode the Mayhem, you're like, oh, this board looks good. Totally. How good does that guy surf? He surfs
0: good. He's it's incredible. Good. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm watching it and like, just every, I'm like fully picking up so many little, little uh, tips and pointers. Who's your favorite um,
1: surfer on tour? If you could surf like any of these guys right now, Ethan Ewing. Ethan Ewing good answer that's my answer kelly slater too i don't know ethan ewing he's tom curran 2.0 mixed with he's got some spark who does andy he dude it's andy, andy that's right the that's right oh my god can you imagine tom curran mixed with andy irons it doesn't get Andy any already now.
0: andy had tom curran mixed in him already
1: andy andy was a little more uh what's the word He's a little more flamboyant than current. Yeah, of
0: well, yeah, way more flamboyant. But he had current in his DNA.
1: Right. He watched plenty of.
0: Yeah. Here's here's a question for you. In their heyday, Andy or Bruce?
1: I I think Andy.
0: A lot of me loves Bruce, man. When he was really at his zenith, he was. I mean, so stylish. Jack's kind of like Bruce. Jack Robinson has
1: a little bit of Bruce Irons in him,
0: especially in barreling surf. His kind of way that he navigates backside, especially, reminds me of Bruce.
1: What's the greatest Um, moment? Greatest moment in Bruce Irons' career? Winning. uh, Did he win the Eddie? Yeah, going left in the short break. That's what it was. (laughs) That's the the most incredible thing. Well, I was going to say the the short break left.
0: I was gonna say the shore break wave of the eddy, but I wanted to phrase it as he when winning the eddy, but I wasn't sure if he actually won the event with that or not.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, moving on. By the way, Stab Premium worth the investment. Go check out the Stab in the Dark series that they're doing. Um, and then I also want to give a word of acknowledgement to the flooding that's happening, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, in Australia, Queensland, and New South Wales. The town of Lismore, specifically just west of Lennox, has experienced the worst floods in his, in their history. Forty six feet of water.
1: What? 46 14,
0: feet. Fourteen meters of water. Maurice Cole just posted um, an Instagram of a McDonald's. I saw. You know that. how they have. You know how they have those signs that are like way up so you can see them no matter where you are in traffic. Yeah the thing is almost submerged. The thing is of the, that thing has to be, I would say, based on knowing 46, it has to be 50 feet tall. All but the top eight feet are submerged and they show photos of it. uh, Previously on a sunny day, you're like, yeah, that's a normal McDonald's sign that's 50 feet tall. And then the photo shows that being fully, well, not fully, but almost submerged, um, 16,000 people are thought to be displaced in the ongoing flooding. Seven people have been confirmed dead in Queensland. Um, There's, it's the most severe flooding in history. Joel Parkinson, Ryan Hipwood, Mikey Wright have all dispatched their skis and they're running rescues through this area just to go literally drive into town, see if anybody's drowning and needs help pull them up on the ski and get them them to
1: safety. That's cool. Those guys are my Duke Konamoku of the week. Crazy. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, I fully agree. Uh, Ocean levels, science, scientists talk about ocean levels rising. Scott, have you noticed any of this happening in your area of Southern California?
1: I mean, if you didn't, you know, mention it, if there wasn't like climate change and sort of contemporary culture, I I can't say that I'm like, oh, yeah, look at how incredibly high the water is now relative to five years ago. like Because, I mean, frankly, first of all, the winters has been crappy. Like, we had three or four or five bad winters in a row regarding surf. And so I'm thinking back to El Nino years when the surf was huge during king tides and the water was rushing over the 101 freeway. Yep. And that hasn't happened in a long time. Yep. And in fact, where I live, they've put in a bunch of you know i forget what it's called but it's basically like you know berms and yeah and growth beach growth they've and the beach is bigger where mm. i live but that's just sort of anomaly i mean they do pump a ton well, of sand there
0: it's it's man mitigated
1: right no no for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah i haven't noticed either and um I experience what you talk about, where yeah, I remember flooding happening during specific winter storms, and that not happening for the last ten years or whatever. But I do notice all the beaches changing; you, like they're very different than they were when I was young. But I, I don't know if that's that's on that's on the negligible. projection. Yeah, and it's also not necessarily on the projection of global warming or any of that stuff. It's just normal well, look, cycles that we live go in through. A,
1: our coastline is erosional. The Florida coastline is depositional. These are two different types of coastlines. Ours erodes, theirs gets deposits. That's why they have those sandbars off North Carolina. That's, you know, the Outer Banks is the Outer Banks because sandbars shift. That's why there were shipwrecks there all the time. We live in a depositional coast. It's just, I mean, an erosional coastline. That's just the nature of the beast. It's going to erode away and it has forever and it's going to continue to. Yep.
0: Very good. See, educational show as well.
1: Holy mackerel. Um,
0: well, those guys are, are Dukes. My must-see moment. I don't know if you've seen this. This just got posted in the last few hours. Uh, Killian Guerin at Hossager. This is a note, A kid who oh. I've never heard of before. The regular footer who freaking Hail Mary bomb drops into this like triple, quadruple overhead wave at Hossager. The thing's a full-on closeout. And he navigates out the doggy door. Uh, actually gets absolutely annihilated after he navigates out the doggy door. But it really might be the biggest wave ever paddled into at Hossager. He said that he was the only surfer out there. You see this, it's like insanely massive Hossager, but also victory. No, no, victory at sea, like water moving every. Go to Stab, if you could pull up Stab's Instagram account
1: real quick. Oh, Stab's Insta.
0: Stab's Insta account. Yeah. And uh, it was. I don't know if it's the most recent post anymore, but it was an hour ago. Um, It's anyways, this crazy day that you wouldn't even be able able to make the paddle out of. Nobody would be able to make the paddle out on this day. And he somehow lucks into this wave. It is easily triple overhead, makes an insane drop, gets an insane barrel. And it is a closeout. So the doggy door end section is just triple overhead heaving. And he doesn't even have enough momentum to get in front of it because you can't. It's that big of a wave. So he kind of just like ejects and tries to go out the bottom. Uh, but it was the gnarliest. It is an unbelievably heroically ridden
1: wave. <laughs> How about the... Man, the, the bailout at the end is insane. That I just crazy.
0: love that in surfing there's the there's unknown people maybe he's known i don't know i've never heard of him but just doing stuff that's more insane than we're seeing the elite world tour surfers doing um you can still have these moments where you go from zero to hero in surfing so i loved that clip
1: yeah good stuff that was a great cool clip.
0: cool man i gotta get back
1: to baby duty okay well look until next time david Adios and aloha.
2: And when I wake up in the morning To feel the daybreak on my face There's a blood that's flowing through the feeling With a knife to open up the sky's veins and Some things will never change Backwater swirling, there's something that'll never change And when I should have been done a long time It laughs and says I find ways Just when we're sheltered under paper The rockets come at us sideways Something will never change they standing looking backwards Seen, rearranged In the backwater swoon Face. There's a blood that's flowing through the ceiling With a knife to open up the sky's face Some things will never change They just stand there looking backwards Half unconscious from the pain They may seem rearranged In the backwater swimming Change. They stand there looking back